0: I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, uh, Brother Gene deserves uh, a time off. But even though he was gone, he had an ear here. Did you notice that? And, uh, but I appreciate that. I knew he'd be back, but uh, uh, we appreciate the opportunity uh, this morning. Last Sunday, uh, last Sunday, I started out. Uh, Uh, preaching on uh, Jesus saves. And I actually had two more things I wanted to say, but I got tied up with that, and uh, Jesus saves. And I asked y'all to do something, or suggested maybe. I said, take that little word, Jesus saves, and just put it on your refrigerator. So every morning when you get up, you go by your refrigerator, you see one of the most important things that you can do during the week is Jesus saves. First of all, you say, Jesus saved me, and you praise him. But then you look around at some of your family members that Jesus hadn't saved, and it reminds you that you need to pray, and maybe you need to say a word or two to them. Because Jesus saves. Come on, Jesus saves. Y'all have to get a little more active now. When I say something good, you're going to say amen, okay? Jesus saves can change people's lives. And so uh, being a new year, I thought that would be good. So, uh, you know, I want to continue that same train of thought today. And I want to talk about not only does Jesus save, saves, but Jesus lives. How important is that to me and you that are Christians uh, when we come to that point and we see that Jesus lives? What what does that mean to me as a Christian individual? Well, you say, uh, Brother Danny, that's elementary. Yeah, but but it's it's a necessary truth that you and I together share as one of God's children. You know, we sang the old song, I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that He is living whatever men may say. I know that He's living. I see His hand of mercy. I hear His voice of cheer. And just the time I need Him, what? He's always near. Can't you say amen to that? Isn't it good? He lives. Now, when you have that on your refrigerator in the morning, you've had a bad night, you go by, you say, Jesus save my soul. Hallelujah. He lives it ought to change your attitude just a little bit because, after all, at the end of the day, at the close of the day, when the sidewalks are rolled in across East Texas and Jesus comes, it's going to matter what you think about Jesus' lives. I guarantee you that will be part of it. Let me say to you, if you want to turn to Matthew chapter 28, you can be doing that because there's a verse of Scripture right there that I want uh, to read. How do I know He lives? It's important. I get it from the Scripture. And when you think about Matthew twenty-eight, get in in verse one. In the end of the seventh, as it became to draw towards the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord ascended from heaven, and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. And for the fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come and see the place where the Lord lay. I'm often, uh, when you read that, you don't ever think about the earthquake. Somehow you go straight from the sepulchre. The women here, they see the angel, but there was an earthquake. And it shook, and evidently it rolled the stone away, and the angel sat upon it. Have you ever took great notice? Because there were some people there that were in fear. I don't know when all of it happened exactly in the, in, the, in the time frame, but the important thing is they saw an angel. And evidently he was real bright, and he was dressed in white. And there was something about this angel that caught my eye was he knew exactly why Mary Magdalene and Mary had come. He said, you come to see Jesus. You come to seek Jesus. Uh, He's not here. He's not here. He's not here. Now, that might have been a surprise, but the important thing was he said, he is not here. I don't know what kind of Situation that was before the keepers that were there became as dead men. That must have been some kind of earthquake. That must have been something that got their attention. But he said, he's not here. He said, just come over here and see where he was at. Come over here and see where he lay. He's not here. Folks, Jesus lives. This is the first one. After he had died and they buried him, They came, and he wasn't there. Why? Because he lives. He made a statement to his disciples the day before the crucifixion. He said in John 14 and 19, Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. I can jump up and down when I think about that, when he says, a little while, and you won't see me no more. But ye see me. Everybody's not going to see him. Why? Because everybody's not born again. Everybody doesn't know about Christ rising from the grave. They have never had Jesus in their heart. They never put him in their heart, and they don't know anything about him. But he says, you know me because I live, ye shall live also. That is a promise, folks, that I can build my faith upon because if Jesus lived and I just... Ready you where he came forth from the grave and victorious, and there now we see that he says, because I live, ye can live also. Does that mean every individual upon the face of the earth can live again? Yes, if they have the right relationship with Jesus Christ. If they've ever trusted him and put their faith and trust in him, that's exactly what I'm saying. They can live again. But there are a lot of people today that don't have that life and that promise of tomorrow that they're going to be with Jesus Christ. Folks, because I live, ye can live also. That's a promise that I believe today can be given. Isn't it wonderful today that you can just go through the Bible and you can get those things like this that says, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of hell and of death. Isn't it good, he said, I was dead, but now I'm alive, and I'm alive forevermore, because I live, you can live also. I don't die, folks. Let me tell you something that's exciting to me. You know, when you think about dying, you think about the body, you think about a casket, and you think about all that is there that is given. But did you know there's a... But Gene, I remember what it was now. You don't know what I'm talking about. Did you know that there's a separation between this old body and who I am? Did you know that God formed man out of the dust of the earth? He was a lump of clay just sitting there. Nothing. Nothing in him. Nothing. Not in you. Until God... Breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. There's a difference, folks, in you and me today if we've not tasted of Jesus Christ. he give us that life. And, folks, one of these days when I die, that part that breathed into my nostrils the breath of life and made me a living soul, folks, it's going to live on because Christ lived. He overcame death, hell, and the grave. I don't have to experience. This old body is going to go back to the dust. In which God made it. But folks, this part that God put here is going to go on forever. It's going to live forever with him. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. Yes. You know, Baptists can come alive too sometimes if they'll just listen to the Spirit of God. You know, Jesus rose from the dead. Where'd he go? Listen to what it says in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, what he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down on the right hand of his majesty on eye, Folks, he's at the right hand of the Father making intercessions for me and you as one of his children uh, today. That's important. Ask me how I know he lives. Folks, he lives within my heart. And he has done everything. Sometimes we sing the song at Easter. Up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph over his foes. We sing that song, but do you realize what that means? Triumph over his foes because he was triumphant. I can be triumphant. He lives, foes. I'm a victor today. I'm a victor today. You know, not only is Jesus lives today, but Jesus is coming. Three things on that refrigerator Jesus saves, (laughs) Jesus lives, and Jesus is coming. That's a reminder every day when you see it. You know, signs of the time are everywhere. Signs of the time are everywhere. You know, lift up your head. You know, some people have their heads in the sand. Some people had not had their eyes in the Word of God. Some people close their hearts to what's really going on. But there's a verse of Scripture found in Luke chapter 17. that, If I'd be in to read, you're going to recognize it. But listen to what he says. And as it it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But the same day that Lod went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Now, all I know is that there's a change coming. All I know is that there has got to be something going on. Because in the days in which we live, it don't seem like it could get any bleaker, or it could not get any more corrupt. And the things that are going and the way lie, people are living their lives today. In the days of Noah, in Genesis chapter six, and God saw that the wickedness of man was grading the earth, and that every imagination of his thoughts of his heart was on evil continually. And he repented the Lord that he had made man on earth, and grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping things, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. Folks, have you looked around in your world lately? Have you looked around in your world today? Doesn't that come to your mind, the thoughts, the imagination of the thoughts, of his heart was on evil continually? Do you think that's not happening in our world today? Open your TV a little bit, and all of you do. You Not only you can see it on the TV news, but you can see it in the TV shows. You can see it in the advertisement. You can see all of that today. The thoughts of our hearts, of the people today in our world, are on evil continually. Amen. Folks, let me tell you something. It is real today in the time in which we live. And I want to ask you a question today. How many of you really believe this word right here? Do you believe every word of this? Every word of it? Well, I just told you that Noah, in the days of Noah, guess what's going to happen? It's going to be just like that when Jesus comes back. You know, think about that. It's going to be just like that because that's what the Bible says that it's going to be folks it doesn't take a rocket scientist it doesn't take somebody with a phd it doesn't take people like it. it takes people that are led by the holy spirit of god have read his word and understand that the days in which we live are evil and they're getting worse folks you cannot watch your tv your news or go somewhere even to walmart that you cannot see the attitude of people in their dress, in whatever they have, there is no concern for the Word of God and for other people. Folks, listen to me. They are people today walking around upon the face of this earth within the Fairview community that feels the same way that there's no use of having a church here There's no use having one in Lufkin, Texas because their hearts are seared, they're cold, and folks, they're on their way to a devil's hell. Let me tell you, folks, and these newer generations, which I'll read you something in just a minute, it's not getting any better. It is getting worse. In the days of Noah, can you imagine Brother Gene getting out here in the front of a church? He begins to build. Well, after a while, it kind of comes in the form of a boat. Don't you think there'd be some people start (coughs) stopping by and asking Brother Gene, said, Brother Gene, what are you doing? Brother Gene said, the world's going to be destroyed. God has enough of it. He said he's going to do that. But if you get right with the Lord, everything will be okay. You won't have to worry about it. He just keeps building. Did you know in, day, in the days of Noah, same thing ought to happen? People knew, people had to stop by, people had to be curious, there had to be stories going on. Man, if it happened today, Facebook would have it all over. it. Yeah, it would. Everybody would know. But who would? Who would take him up on it? You see, folks, that's, that's the problem we live in today. No disrespect, I mean disrespect for elders, for parents, from kids. Folks, we live in there, there's not anyone any worse today than children and their attitude towards grown-ups and uh, things that are happening in our streets and in our schools. I happen to have two daughters that are in education. You would not believe the attitude of students today and their parents back them up on it. Folks, it is... Evil continually. There's no remorse. You know, one of these days God's going to put an end to it. He's going to put an end to it. Well, you know, it. I, I don't know. All I know is, can you say with me, Lord Jesus, come quickly? Amen. A little more excitement there would have been good with that because uh, that, that means we're not going to have to worry about it anymore. We don't have to worry about it today. Jesus got it in control. Yes. Well, he mentioned another one there. He talked about Lot. All of us know about Lot, don't we? All we I, I bet if I said something about a pillow of salt, all of you jump on that wouldn't you yeah you know you know exactly what I'm you know you know in lots day they were just busy just like in the days of noah they were busy in the affairs of their life you know as if nothing's going on They were married, they planted, they had their regular jobs that they went about, the regular enjoyments of life. All of that was true and it was going on. But folks, there was construction. Corruption on every turn. You remember the story how what made it so bad? That the men, the angels, they came in to Lot. Lot welcomed into his house. Yeah. He also told them, you're going to have to leave this place. God's fixing to destroy this place. Had some visit from some men. You know, he said, bring them out here that we may know them. Well, if you may know them, if you do a little study, note, you'll find out. Come out and bring them out. I want to have relations with them. You study it. You see, folks, times are like that today. It's right before your eyes every day. You know, you get, uh, Leviticus is out the window this day and time. You know, Romans, the first chapter, 2 or 3, 4 of Romans is out the door this day and time. You know, God hadn't spoken, but he's going to speak one of these days and it's going to change this world because he's coming back. Listen, folks, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming because we're living in those days. We don't have to worry about living in the future and Jesus is going to come someday. Uh Things are happening today. He could come back today because we're living those days like Noah. We're living those days like Lot has described He's here. Someone wrote it this way. In the days of those men, neither the men of Noah's or the men of Sodom would hearken either to Noah or Lot, who were preachers of righteousness to them and gave them examples of holy lies. But those men gave up themselves to luxury and lived in a careless regard for anything God was doing until the very day that Noah went in the ark and his family and the flood destroyed all the rest until the day that Lot went out of Sodom. Fire and brimstone came down and destroyed all those who were left in Sodom. Folks, we live in those days. You cannot talk to people today. You try to talk to them, and I guarantee you I've tried to talk to them. Folks, they're hard as a rock. They will not listen to you. Their lifestyle is their business. You know, that's just the way I am. You know? And then just a little bit later on, what happens? You see it right before your eyes on TV. Two men kissing or two women kissing. Uh-huh, and our kids are seeing that. These kiddos are seeing that. Don't tell them anything because they ain't old enough to understand. But, folks, it's happening. It's happening. Right before eyes. Jesus is coming. is Jesus is coming. Luke 21, 28, And when these things become, uh, begin to come to pass, Then look up, lift up your head, for your redemption draweth nigh. Folks, we cannot deny what's going on in our world today. It's too plain. You've got to be blind not to see it. You know what is our action? Recognize the time. You know, it's said in that particular verse of Scripture, and when these things begin to come to pass, we need to start recognizing the times in which we live, and it's short. We've got loved ones that don't know Jesus. If we really believe they're going to go to a devil's hell, That you know, we need to think about, we're living in those times Jesus come back. And if they come, if he came back today, they wouldn't make heaven their home. I love them. It breaks your heart. But I recognize the times. How you do that? You need to, like that scripture said, you need to look up. You need to lift up your head. You need to quit looking down. You need to start looking around. You need to look into the Word of God and say, the Word is correct. The Word is correct. The times are now. You know? Lift up your head. What is our expectation? Because Jesus is coming. It draweth nigh. I'd encourage you today to take those three things for this coming year in 2023 and put them on your refrigerator so every morning, every time you go to get your Coke out of that refrigerator, every time that you go to get you some ice cream out of that refrigerator, every time that you go to get whatever. It'll remind you, you'll have to see Jesus saves, Jesus lives, and Jesus, it'll remind you what a blessing you have of the day you're living and were called by God and he saved your soul. May make you stop in prayer for those that don't know Jesus in the free pardon of sin. I'll give you something to think about before I close this morning. I was reading, <clears throat> I read this. All of you know about uh, millennials, generation. They were born between 1984 and 2002. Now you think about that, 1984 and 2002. What is our nation supposedly based on? Christian nation? Yeah. Well, in this particular little work was done here, it said that 48% of millennials born between 1984 and 2002 can be called post-Christians. Post-World War II was when? After World War II. Are we going that far to let it happen that we're (coughs) post-Christian? Post-Christian? That particular generation? What about the generation after them? You see, folks, we have to understand Jesus is saving today because Jesus lived that we might have life and have it more abundantly, and then he's coming. Lift up our eyes and look. Folks, corruption is everywhere. It's in our government. It's in our cities. Sodomites are all over the place in our world today. Lift up a head and look. Jesus is coming. It's just as plain as you can see right here. I'll close with this verse of Scripture, John seventeen twenty four. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am. Now, important in that is... I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am. That's what he had liked. That they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. Notice that. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. I wanted to read that to let you know that Jesus has been working on his plan of salvation since the foundation of the world. Since the foundation of the world. And, folks, it works. It has worked down through the years because salvation is still being preached today. The death, bell, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is still being preached today because it started from the foundation of the world what we needed. And, folks, it's real. It's real. Don't let nobody tell you it's hogwash. Go tell them to play in the pig pen and get dirty there. You see what I'm saying today? We need some reminders. (laughs) I don't know about y'all. I need reminders. I forget. And it's getting worse. You know, so I make myself little notes. Why? Because I'm getting older. But I make myself little notes. On my refrigerator. Jesus saves, Jesus lives, and Jesus is coming again. Are you ready? If He was to come today, would you make heaven your home? Would you go with Him? You see, that's what this morning's all about. This is a preparation place. This is the place where you can come and hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, how He died for you on Calvary, that He was buried, that He rose again. And he lives forevermore with the Father. It's also a place of preparation where you can become more closer to Jesus, more close to him. Where are you at today? Where are you at today? I hope if I look around here today that all would say, I'm saved. I'm saved. Jesus saves. I understand it. But if not, we're going to give you an opportunity here in just a minute that you can respond. Brother Gene going to come and stand right here and you come and tell him that I need to be saved. I want assurance that I'm going to heaven. I want assurance that I'm going to heaven and to be with him. You know, you can do that this morning. One thing that Somehow people need to understand today, you know what that is? God's all-knowing. God's all-knowing. He sees the hearts this morning. He knows your thought, the Holy Spirit of God working in your heart, your life. He knows. I pray you'll make it true today. You can go away, go away from here knowing that you are trusted the Lord and you're on your way to heaven with him. Will you bow your heads, please?